Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, hey, Gator Nation. Welcome back to the Respect Our Decision podcast. Guys, this is our raw reaction for the Utah game. Obviously, guys, um, not a good night for the Gators overall. Didn't get the result that we were looking for. Um, A lot of good, a lot of bad. We're going to talk about it real quick. Just give our thoughts. Um, as always, guys, make sure you go out, download us wherever you get your podcast from. And if you're checking us out on YouTube, if you would, drop a subscribe down below and maybe leave your comments on um, – give give one comment on what you liked and, you know, obviously one comment on what you didn't like. Obviously, you didn't like the result. We know that. So um, keep it PG in the comments, fellas, if you don't mind. I understand we're all a little frustrated today. But, no, nah, we just wanted to jump on and give our takes on the game. Usually I let my co-host go first. Today I'm going to do a little different. I want to say some things real quick and just go ahead and get get some of this out of the way. Um, some good. I really, as a whole, like the way Graham Mertz played football last night. I think the young man um, tried to put this team on his shoulders and do some things. You know, he, he had great command of the offense, threw some really nice balls. Um. You know, he made a couple of mistakes, but nothing that was costly. I don't count the interception. It was a pass that hit your your number one wide receiver right in his hands, and, and he let it go through his hands instead of knocking it down or whatever, and he gets picked inside the inside the red zone. So um, young guys on the team looked really good. Shamar James, 
Trey Wilson, uh, Kelby Collins flash, TJ Searcy got us a real one in that young man. I think he's going to be a phenomenal football player. Um, obviously, the defense, the offensive line is a problem. We talked about that during the spring game, and um, we talked about it again. You know, as fall camp was developing, we were worried, obviously, with the loss of a a Godwin having to go back home with his mother being sick and, um, you know, just replacing a lot of guys. So as a whole, I thought the defense looked really solid when not put in bad positions, but I think this loss falls on Billy Napier's shoulders completely. Honestly. I mean, it just, um, special teams continue to be an absolute disaster game changer, whatever you want to call them. Play calling was questionable at best in a lot of uh, situations. I know Wes really wants to hit on some of that, so I'm not going to take his thunder there. But um, I haven't been one that was on the hype train for Billy needs to hire an OC, but I'm, 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 my ticket might be punched after watching last night. I really am beginning to think that maybe <coughs> it, it's time for Billy to let this go and – um. Let somebody else take the reins. CJ, what are your takes? Uh, first and foremost, uh, Graham Burks looked great. I think that uh, as far as like bright spots of the game, it's got to be him, right? Um, he was throwing passes, looked great. He put his body on the line to try to get a first down at one point, um, you know, which is something we didn't see from a quarterback that was much more known for his running ability last year. But uh, Graham Burks definitely put his head down, tried to get the first down. The interception wasn't his fault. Uh, you know, I understand Ricky might have reacted late, but you've got to catch that. You know that Graham doesn't have a lot of time to throw that football um, based on how the offensive line was playing. Um, you're down Kingsley, which sucks. Um, I, I think that maybe that helps a little. Um, but, you know, when you just have simple procedure penalties, you know, as far as guys not getting lined up, too many men in the backfield, um, you know, you would get a first down and immediately be negated by something. Um, you know, it, it, you can't have a night where you cannot convert on third down on offense. And, and, and some of that falls on play calling. And then other of, and some of it just follows on you, you've got to execute. You know, you've got to, you know, you had those positions where those guys would get first downs and they'd be called back. Um, so you, you can't have that. Uh, the defense played much better than we've seen the defense play in a long time. They were able to get off the field on third down. Um, aside from the times where you put the defense in a position where they're backed up in the shadow of their own goal post to start a drive. Thank you, special teams coordinator. Um, just, you know, you, you, the 70-yard bomb to start the game caught us off guard. Um, you know, you saw R.J. Moten kind of, lose his his assignment there on uh, the crossing route and got thrown over his head. Jason Marshall tried his best to run it back down. Um yeah, but there was some there was some good stuff, but it's just overshadowed by the really bad stuff that that just can't happen. And it's not like it's stuff that that you can't be fixed though. I mean it, it's it's simple coaching, you know, you've got to line up right. You've got to, you know, you can't commit dumb penalties in bad positions. And there's just a lot of things right there that you can clean up and you can get better for the next week. Uh, luckily next week we have McNeese. 
Um, you, you've got to take that game as a game to really fix your problems before Tennessee comes to town. Um, just the special teams, I don't understand how in the world you, you've got guys fielding punts when they're running backwards to field them. You've got guys that are calling fair catches at the five-yard line. You've got guys that are trying to catch it at when the when they're standing on the goal line as opposed to letting it go into the back in the end zone. Um, just a lot of really dumb mistakes that, that hindered us from winning this game. And it's not so much that Utah just absolutely beat us. It's we beat ourselves a lot. You know, you ended up shooting toes until you didn't have any toes left to shoot off. So, I mean, that that's kind of the the premise. Of the, it felt like I was watching us play Kentucky again, where it's just you've got every opportunity to win the game. Utah tried their damnedest to help us <laughs> to help us get back into the football game. It just dumb mistakes couldn't just wouldn't let us do it. All right, Wes, I know you got some things you'd like to vent about, so I'm gonna go ahead and give you the floor, buddy. <clears throat> yeah, man. Um was disappointed in the the way we came out and performed last night. It was not what I expected. Um, I, I hate when people say the team didn't come ready to play because I don't even know what that means. They didn't come ready to play. They had errors. They they had mental mistakes. Uh, I blame this on Scott Strickland in a sense. Uh, I hate scheduling these type of games home and home away. I, I know you can't project the future, so you don't know if you're going to have a young team or a veteran team, and in this case – uh, we got a young team with a whole new offensive line, basically with Barber switching from right tackle to left tackle. That played into you when you're playing on the road like that and you have a new quarterback, uh, basically everybody knew except for Ricky and, and Austin Barber on the offense with uh, with the exception of the backs. You're going to have those things playing in a hostile environment. Uh, Utah was loud. They were out there. They were packed. There was game one. They want revenge. Uh, so the 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 state of they didn't they wasn't ready to play. I don't buy that. Uh, to me, that's uh, some things that need to be cleaned up as far as coaching. Uh, the game changers, you guys pointed that out. Uh, they they cost us. Uh, I can't. Every punter has a shank punt every now and then, but you just don't want it in that situation. That cost us points. Uh, the defense allowed. <clears throat> I'm gonna go to negative first since I'm still hitting the negative, and I go positive. But uh, the defense allowed, I believe, like 50 yards in the second half and one touchdown. And that touchdown came off the pick that was inside their own 15, 20 yard line. I mean, so. I, I can't say I was the, the the disappointing part of the defense was the pressure. We got zero sacks. I don't think that we even bothered them on defense as far as the, the quarterback sitting in the pocket. I mean, uh, Princely and and I, and I talked about Princely having a breakout game against a true left uh, a fre- true freshman, the left tackle. Didn't see it. They had a new center in as well, and we get we got zero pressure. They felt comfortable back there all night. And some of those games, and I, and I spoke about the old eight-year uh, when we were recapping Swap Kings, and I talked about how that old Miss game, it just seemed like everything was going wrong and I just felt like we were going to lose. It was like this. The first play of the game, bomb. Uh, Moten trips up Marshall. Blunder looking like uh, we were looking like the Three Stooges, somebody flipping over somebody and, and they score. Um, uh, Devin Moore makes a great play on the ball. We can't get it. You know what I mean? The Ricky Pearsall play gets popped up. The DB has his eyes closed and bats the ball in the air a second time, and it stays long enough for him to open his eyes back up and make the pick. 
their true their uh redshirt freshman quarterback fumbles the ball. We click we knock into each other, he gets it back. It's like the ball wasn't bouncing our way. And sometimes that happens in football when you you gotta be lucky sometimes and we couldn't get the key turnover. Uh I, I it was just crazy, but I, uh, some some positives because I, I I'll probably remember some things because I'm, I'm in the moment. This is raw reaction, but uh, some positive. Uh, Trey looks good. Trey looks like a dude. Uh, I, I would like to see him get more and more touches as we go on. Uh, Caleb Douglas, besides the celebrations, when we try, I'm like, oh, we need to hurry up, <laughs> stop doing this first down. Let's hurry up and, and, and keep going. He looked good. Marcus Burks made a couple plays. The tight ends, I would like to see Borderham a more faster tight end out there. Uh, Livingston tripped over his own foot. That I like the way we, you were using the tight ends. They were involved. They, they, they had a little bit more speed. They could have done some things with the ball after the catch. Uh, you guys hyped, uh, talked about Mertz. Uh, he was solid. Uh, I don't want to say he was fantastic. He got to work on hitting the backs. But that, if that's the problem, him hit uh, some of those backs in the backfield, then I, I don't – uh, that's the least of my concern. They're going to get him killed back there. I was going to uh, say the his the the plays that he missed through to the running backs was because he was hurried so bad. Like yeah. he was just trying like hell to get rid of the ball before he got hit in the mouth. Yeah, <laughs> he he missed a couple throws, but it wasn't nothing like I'm like this is oh we got a problem at quarterback. No, the skill position guys. No, my problem is Billy getting away from the running game and Hurst uh hurts hirsch mentioned maybe a new oc the fourth down calls were <laughs> mind-boggling to me i'm sitting here like what are we doing on what what, what are we doing we got Trying to we be don't cute. Have, yeah and and then the formation like if you on the road and you have this offensive line and it's fourth and one forget all that moving and let's try to do like hirsch said cute and and getting this and maybe draw them do the quarterback sneaker, get the ball to Montreal or Trevor and get the first down or fourth and one. Don't have all that move, just line up and go. I'd rather we get stopped and talk about the offensive line some more than they, they have a, a procedural penalty. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like this offense can go from 20 to 20. We can go from 20, our 20 to the opposing 20 and we stall. And it's frustrating. And the the the, the get the, I, I didn't like, I, I don't know what with Trey Smack, but I, I don't trust our kicker. I, I hate it. Uh, some people were like, uh, What's what's our kicker that went to Cincinnati? McPherson. Oh, McPherson and Clutch. I bet you wish we had McPherson right now. Uh, Eddie Pinero. Per, uh, per, uh, I don't know. Eddie. Uh, Eddie Pinero. Pinero. Right now. I wish we had those guys. I mean, we, those those guys, you, you feel confident. 50 in, 55 in, we're good. And we can, we, and I'm hesitant every time we kick a 30 yarder, a 32 yarder. Anything that's not an extra, even extra points, I fear. That's 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 where I've gotten to the point as far as our, our kicking game and it's hard. We got to get somebody who can kick. Um, talked about the receivers. I love the receivers. Showed out. Love what Billy's going to do with that group. I love how he rotates them in and out. So you have different guys out there making plays and stay fresh. He did that when he was before. We have three groups and then we have another three groups come in. Uh, so I'm not worried about uh, seeing Eugene on the field. He's going to get his touches. Um, he made a freshman mistake feeling that ball back there. The, the 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 two jersey threes shit was stupid. I mean, I know that they 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 had to be drilling that. That's probably was his fault. Another fresh mistake, but somebody got to call timeout. Somebody got to say, "Hey, Marshall's still on the field," or get Marshall off the field and, and put another DB in. I mean, I don't I, I don't get it. Um, defense defense line they got to show up. We need pressure. 
off the edges. And this is where Boone, that loss with Boone hurts. I would like to see more Cersei, but it seemed like Cersei was in there with Princely, so he's on that side. So I don't know what they're going to do. But to Tersh's point, Shamar James looks like a freaking dude. He was all over the field. He's fast. He's explosive. Sure tackler. I love everything about him. Uh, and 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 I and and I and I and last night in first and first reaction, I was harping on Moten. He missed the open field tackle uh, on on the quarterback when he scored, and he was involved in another play. And I know they're moving. They were moving guys in and out last night. First game, guys not really in, can play 50, 60 plays all game yet. So they're moving guys in and out on defense to keep them fresh. But uh, I would like to see more Castell. He 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 was solid, and so was Miguel Mitchell. He was solid as well, tackling well as well. Yeah, I wanted to go just a tad bit further on the defense because obviously Utah scored 24 points. But but if you break that down and look at it, all right, the first play, CJ alluded to, you had a bust. Moulton came up. He should have stayed back to cover over the top. He bit on the on the cross route. And Utah does something unexpected that you, you know, with a third-string quarterback, they go straight up top on the first play of the game. Caught us with our pants down. Kudos Kyle Whittingham and his staff for, for having the, you know, just the the guts in that situation to do that. That's awesome. Um, so you give up one legitimately right off the rip. Okay. The next touchdown, we're off the field. They're punting the ball away. We're going to get the ball back. And like Wes said, you have the two number threes on the field. Now think about it. The, the defense, and you could tell when they came back on the field, the defense had lost all their momentum. They were just completely out of sorts after that. Shouldn't have been on the field. They should have been off the field, resting, getting the blow, taking their little oxygen tanks. You know what I mean? And and we're talking. We're you know we're moving on. Then you get the bad special teams play. You field a ball inside the five. Freshman mistake. Then your punter, another special teams play, shanks the ball twenty-one yards. And you get a field goal. So now you've given up 17 and you haven't really done anything. And then, of course, you get the interception inside the red zone. You give them short field. They convert with another quarterback run. And there's your 24 points. Every single one of those, except maybe the I mean, in the first one, obviously, is preventable. But that happens in football all the time. It's, you know, guys bite on coverage. It's the way the play is drawn up. Your defense did their job all night long. The problem is this just the unprepared mental mistakes, and we shouldn't be saying unprepared at this point in time. You've had all these weeks to, hey, you've got all these staffers and all these people. Hey, whose job is it to make sure that you don't have two guys on the field with number three on it at the same time? Who's looking at that? If you look back, and it was on uh, social media this morning, a picture of it, when Utah missed the field goal late in the game, 55 yards, we only had eight men on the field. What's happening to these so-called, on these so-called game, they're game changers, all right. They're changing the game completely out of our favor. So, Billy, you know, I, I probably, I pump Billy up, and I'm I'm always the patience guy. Well, I've had patience with the special team stuff. It's time to figure this out. If if Couch or whatever his damn name is, or whoever's running this thing, can't get it done, 
you need to make changes. If your two offensive line coaches can't tell your offensive linemen to watch the ball and not jump off sides, you need to be making some changes. Um, and boy, did we miss Kingsley last night. You know, we, we give Kingsley some grief, but I also said I really was looking for him to have a great year. That offensive line missed Kingsley in a big way last night on a road game. But look, it was also pointed out, I think Nick Delatore said it, that stadium was no louder than, than Kentucky's field is going to be when we go there in a few weeks. I mean, you're not talking about 80,000 people. You're talking about 55,000 nice, pretty laid-back Utah folks. I mean, they they <laughs> that first drive was a little ruckus. You know, when we got the ball, they were hyped up. Every crowd's going to be hyped up when football season starts. But after that, it seemed like it was pretty, you know, pretty chill. But you're jumping off sides, not, not on second and seven or first, you know, you're doing it on fourth and one and third and two or whatever it was. I mean, crucial. you, you can't do that. You keep your well, head down. I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. This is what happens when you recruit like SHIT at the offensive line position for four years, and then you try to piece together an offensive line with a portal with a bunch of guys that have never played college football together. This is why we keep getting mad about offensive line recruiting because you end up in this spot where you've got a guy that's never played with another guy, that the guy's played with this guy, and you've got a bunch of guys that weren't very talented that back them up because you had an offensive line coach that wanted to, to get guys he could develop develop or whatever. That's what's frustrating. You watch a bunch of guys that have never played together, then and you sit here and you say, well, they need time to gel. We don't have time. <laughs> that, that, that's the problem. We don't have time for these guys to get it together. You've got to step up. You've got to make these plays. And you've got, and, you know, just shoot Chris Couch into the sun at this freaking point. Like, because he, he's, dude's useless. I could do a better job. I think, I think we could get a, like a sawhorse out there and put a hat on, and he could do a better job of being a coach than what Chris Couch is doing because dude's just taking up space. Just, like, just I, I don't make understand. an AI at this point. You I know, don't like understand. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, text text your your chat AI from your Snapchat and ask him what to do on special teams, and he'd probably give you a better answer. That's just ridiculous. Like I'm not usually one to sit here and tell you to fire a coach, but that dude's got to go. Like this, this is ridiculous. This is dumb. This is day one freaking special teams. You don't field the ball inside the damn five yard line. You don't have two guys with the same damn jersey out there. Like this is getting ridiculous. How do you make these mistakes? How do we not have a kicker that can make a chip shot field goal playing big time college football? I, I don't understand. I've seen what bad kicking looks like. You don't want it. We've been there. <laughs> Yeah, that, and, because because you're just giving away points. You get in the red zone, you get stopped. You're and, just screwed. You might as well go for it on fourth down every time because and you don't have a choice. Football is is an absolute, and everybody knows this. I'm not I'm not breaking up. I'm not rewriting the you know. I'm not remaking the wheel here. Football is a very huge momentum based game, and we took momentum out of our hands and gave it back to them. Because we would draw drive long, all night long. And Ben I mean, was in you, his bag. You he think in- about how many times Utah, we were on the verge of just really breaking their back. And we're like, nah, you know what? We were just kidding. We weren't, we weren't really gonna do that. 
And I mean, you're in the red zone. You do some stupid stuff. You're in the red zone. You do some stupid stuff. I mean, this is a these are mistakes that at this point you can't keep defending. We've reached that point now. We're on, you know, we're going into this third year here. Uh, yeah, second year of him on the field, obviously. But I mean, it, these are his players. He's been recruiting now. This is his third batch. But like CJ said, you've got offensive linemen that you've patchworked together, and you're trying to make it work. This is why Georgia and teams like that don't have these problems because they get five maulers all across the line that are all top 200 kids or better and get the job done. Also, this is why Utah wins games like they win games. They're very well disciplined and very well coached. They had five penalties for 37 yards, but I don't remember any of them because they didn't happen at important moments. You know what I mean? They weren't, you know, it just, our penalties are all memorable, not just because we're Gator fans and we lost the game, but because they all happen. Like you hear Kirk Herbstreit, oh, did they jump off sides again? You know, and it's just like, yeah, Kirk, they did. <laughs> and you can just hear in Kirk's voice, he's like, that's stupid. Like you can just imagine what he's thinking to himself. Like you can't do this on the road, 2,000 miles away from home. We said it could be a long season, and it still could be, and or it could get, it could get better. It absolutely could. Um, like we said, we saw some flashes from the young guys. Trey Wilson is every bit of what I hoped he would be, and then some. I think he's going to have a phenomenal year and get more and more involved in the offense. Andy Jean was out with an injury. For those that don't know, he tweeted it out that he had an MCL sprain. Um, that's why he was listed probably third on the depth chart. Uh, I would have to assume Arliss Boardingham is also injured, and that's why he was listed on third in the debt chart because he never touched the field, and all our tight ends got involved, even Tony Livingston. Um, There's a lot of those plays with those tight ends, especially to Odom, that if you had Boardingham out there, if he was a healthy, fast, healthy receiver, that would be the field. There, were, there was times where like Odom was nothing but green grass in front of him because he's injured, and he's, <laughs> he wasn't like he's a super yeah. athlete to begin with. He can't really make anything happen. But if you continue to use, or, or like when we threw the the you know the inside you know shovel pass to the tight end, I mean I understand it got blown up. But if you do that stuff with like Arliss Boardingham, I think you're in a better spot. I think he's the kind of guy that that's kind of designed for. Yeah, so, better athlete. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's, and I'm not saying that they they make the difference in the game. I don't think they do. But Andy Jean not being there sucks. If you had Andy Jean, I would have loved to have him on the field because I, I don't know, you know, if Utah's having that much problem with Ricky and they're having that problem with Douglas and, and, and Eugene, Andy Jean would have just absolutely given them way more fits. And then, then who the heck are you covering? But, you know, I digress. I, I think sometimes Napier gets pass happy. Hurst was missing the momentum. And it was a couple times on the drives, like he was in his bag. Like, I mean, the play calling the little slip screen to Montreal right after hitting, I think it was Liv- not Livingston, it was Oldham cross. I mean, like, he, it, but then you got to, okay, let's slow down. We're still a running team. Let's get Mont- Montreal had one carry in the first half. Can't live that like that, man. We're not, we're I, not- I don't want to say that um, a part of that is, is, you know, you at some point you have to think. Well, no, Billy knows 
he's seen this offensive line in practice, regardless of whatever camp reports you get. Um, obviously, like we said, not having Kingsley there hurts a great deal. I don't know if Slaughter's a, a good run blocker or not, but um, the pass plays were there to be had, though. Now, at some point, yes, we did soften up the front. You saw we, we went to the run game late there in the second half, in second quarter. There was a drive. I know me and you talked about, Wes, where uh, Trevor had like two carries back-to-back. was like seven, eight yards. Didn't run the ball again after that. It was like, no, nope, we softened wow. that up. Let's, you know. <laughs> and then it was like that was over. Um, And the one last thing I want to harp on is you get it down to 24-11, you get the ball back with like five minutes to play, and then you just act like it's the first quarter. No sense of urgency. Kids just kind of lining up at their own casual pace. You got receivers not checking to see if they're if they're on the line or not, which is a that's something they teach you when you first start playing football. You look over to the ref and ask him, "Am I on or off?" And the ref tells you. Like it's just that's <laughs> that's there that's was one procedure penalty on there in the red zone where they had to three in the bunch set to the left. That was Marcus Burke. Yeah, he got and it, for it, that. it was it almost seemed like Ricky was over there trying to tell him, "Hey, you need to back up." You're not, you're, or you need to step on the line because you're not, you're not lined but, up. Right. But once again, you're right there, and the in the in the official is right yeah. next to you, and you're supposed to look out to him and say "on or off." You know, you're that's not what even, they, and they teach you a, that in, P, in Peewee. <laughs> and the thing is, it's not even it's not even a passing play. I think Mantra is it Mantra Etienne get the first down. Yeah, they got the first yeah. down. Yeah, but of and course, it, there you go. You got the procedure and done count. You back it up, and we don't get it. And it's just undisciplined football from kids that have been here for, you know, Damian George is not a new football player. He's new to the University of Florida, but this is a young man that played at Alabama, and we know how Alabama's coached. So I, I don't want any – I'm not making any excuses for that dude. Marcus Burke has been here. I believe this is year four. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, guys. I understand Trey Wilson trying to field a punt inside the 10 better yeah. than I do any – that's a young man who knows – he can make things happen, and he's just trying to do it in the heat of the moment. He'll get the talking to. I doubt you ever see it happen again. You know, but here we are. Young kids are going to learn. Young kids are going to get better. But I'm not going to be mad at him. The veterans on this football team, of which there are, you know, we're a young team, yes, but there are plenty of veterans that have played big-time college football, need to get their – act together and do it very quickly or this season will spiral fast. Guys, anything you want to add before we jump? Uh, no, just shout out to Trey on Webb with the couple of carries that he had. He looked pretty good. And Kelby Collins had a great pressure as well. Bullied his man into the backfield yeah, all the way to the some, quarterback. Try to give some credit to the young guys. TJ Cersei, we kind of touched on him. He played pretty well. Um, Devin Moore looked like you know he was out there doing his thing. Castell doing his thing. So uh, good on the young guys for really getting out there. Um, the future is is there. The future is there. The problem is, you know, and I keep saying fan base, give him patience, but he's gonna earn, he's gonna earn some of this patience. We can't just say, well, he deserves it. At some point, you got to do the right things to earn it. And one of them that would go a long way would be to come out and say, hey, I've got to get a better special teams coach or we got to make some changes on the special team. You know, you've got to start saying some things that fan base can believe in. And right mm-hmm. now you're, you're not saying it, you're not doing it. So Wes, 
Yeah, you just want to see progress from year one to year two. And right now, game one, it's, it's game one, but we saw the same stupid-ass mistakes that we saw last year. And I can't have that. Uh, Got to be better. I expect us to work on some things next week. Is the, the whoever I forgot whoever we playing, the little cupcake we got next week is needed to fix these things and get ready for Kentucky. I mean, Tennessee, excuse me. Yes, sir. All right, guys, that's going to be it for our Raw Reaction episode. Like I said, I, I – I know a lot of y'all agree with what we like, what we're saying. Some of y'all probably don't. Give us one thing down below in the comments you liked, one you didn't. All we ask, keep it PG. You know, I know a lot of people are on high emotion right now, and I get it. I am too. But let's you know, let's be civilized and do what we can. You know, we all want this team to be better, and getting mad at each other ain't going to do nothing for it right now. So, all right, guys, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy some football Saturday and watching some teams that probably will look a lot more confident than we do. And don't let it ruin your weekend, your holiday weekend. Be safe out there. And as always, no matter what, guys, go Gators. Go Gators. Go Gators. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.